you're not going to learn so much from books. It's life experiences mm-hmm. that teach you stuff like day-to-day interaction, knowledge, things like that, that, that teach people what they, what they need yeah. to know. Welcome to the Caught Off Guard podcast, the podcast where no topic is off limits. My name is Patricia Bright. I'm a content creator on YouTube and a self-proclaimed entrepreneur. On this podcast, we're going to have some amazing and successful guests who are all trailblazers in their own individual fields. From models to business owners to experts in the lady area, I'm going to find out what makes them tick, laugh, how they got to where they are, and even be brave enough to ask them what's in their wallets. As they say, honesty is the best policy, and hopefully you're about to be caught off guard. In this week's episode, we speak to Donna Mahalova-Johnson, the founder of successful global nail bar franchise, Nail Dip. Attended by the likes of the Kardashians and lots of other celebrities and influential people around the world. This episode is all about succeeding, failing, pivoting and scaling. And we talk about how to work smart and make decisions quickly. I loved this conversation. Donna is a working mum like me and we talk about love, work-life balance, setting boundaries and knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Core Off Guard podcast. I am so excited to be here. I'm here with Donna Mahailova Johnson and if you guys don't know who she is, You are about to get to know because she is an absolute fantastic boss babe. She is a founder of Nelded and you guys have probably seen this all over Instagram. It is literally Manelli all pink, perfection. You see the walls with the floral decoration and every it girl of London and now LA is in there on a regular basis. And I really wanted to bring Donna in because I think she's such an inspo. I do go to your store you regularly yeah. to get my nails done. And it's just interesting to find out how you've kind of built this and like what you're doing. I feel like you've really changed the game a lot. So I'm excited to see you. Yes, me too. Thank you for coming. Um, do you want to share a little bit about yourself? Because uh, I don't think everyone will know who you are because you're actually a little bit secret. There's not a lot online about Donna. <laughs> Well, basically, I started Nailed It about four years ago, and I started off with, like, a really small um, location in Battersea. So that's where I grew up. I I went to school around there, and it was kind of like a gap in the market. I found that I was kind of going to nail shops. They were either really cheap and cheerful, Mm -hmm. and you were kind of worried, you know, why am I getting a manicure for £10? Is this this sterilised? Are these products real? Does this person know what they're doing? Yeah. And then you were on the other scale of stuff where you'd have to go to like a hotel spa and spend like an hour having a manicure and it'd be a hundred pounds. So I just found that it needed something, you know, in between. Um, So, so I started that off Um, before that I was actually in fashion. So I was doing styling. So wardrobe styling. Um, So that was kind of fun, but it was very unreliable. So I I think that's why I started Mm -hmm, the business. mm -hmm. So um, I was reading that you went to London College of Fashion and yeah. you studied merchandising. Mm-hmm. You graduated with honours. Oh, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and so between graduating and starting your company, you're working in wardrobe styling. Yeah. So Was that self-employed though as well? Yeah. So you always knew you were going to be self-employed? Always. So I had like 
I had like part-time retail jobs as everybody does because you do need some kind of, yeah. you know, reliable income. So I, so I was in like your department stores, like Harrods, Selfridges. I was in some little independent boutiques and things like that um, while I was studying. And then when I finished, um, I started up my own company. So I had a little website with my little business cards and stuff. And I'd, I'd stop people in, in shops and be like, oh, I'm a stylist, <laughs> use me and, and stuff like that. So it kind of, I, I feel that, I'm quite an opportunist. So if mm-hmm. I see an opportunity, sure. I'll kind of take it. Yeah. Um, and I did actually do more men's wardrobes than I did women's. I kind of had a, a passion for like kind of boys swag. So it's okay. kind of a big turnaround to go from doing boys wardrobes and dressing kind of boys in like cool trainers and hoodies to like a completely pink world Very of pink. like where we get like one man a year for a pedicure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of what I was what I was doing in, in the meantime. If you guys don't know, Nailed It is massive. You started off with one store, yeah, yeah. but in four years you now have nine. Nine and you're actually like international yes. and global. We're franchising now. So I started Nailed It on my own four years ago mm-hmm. with, a, with a little little location and literally from the day I opened, I had a queue. Um, and it was, it, was, it was a tiny kind of two pedicure, two manicure, um, section, I had a wall of like 50 nail polishes and I thought I was balling. I thought like, yeah, <laughs> like uh, my game's strong. Did you invest in all those nail polishes yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like we've never had investors. We've never had a, like loaned money from the bank or anything. I've, I'm a strong believer in like kind of, if you invest your own money in something, you're going to put much more love in it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. because the risk is much higher than yeah. if you're using someone else's cash kind of thing. Um, and then within six months, I started looking for a bigger location in, in the same neighborhood because my, my clientele was based there. So then we moved onto the high street. And then after that, we opened Clapham. And then Clapham opened Chelsea. Chelsea opened Barnes. Wow. From Barnes to Richmond. From Richmond to Belgravia, Marleybone, Oxford Circus. So we've got like really, really prime locations. Yes, you are in the heart of central London. Yeah, we had The majority to. of the time. Yeah. yeah. And, and we had to open in those locations because of influencers. Because okay. where we were before, we were not necessarily on the wrong side of the river, but we were too far from the majority of girls that were very central. Mm -hmm. So in order to hit our core customer, we had to open and take larger risks Mm -hmm. and and open in in the centre of London because people couldn't commute to us. Girls that lived in like East or North London, they couldn't commute to Batsy for two hours to have their nails done, as much as they wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, we still get a lot of people that do travel, get people that, that will come from outside London for a day out. But for us, it's, you know... It needs to be constant. You know, we want we want to be your local nail shop. I find it quite scary how fast you've grown. Is this what you planned or what you expected? Never. Right. I can't say I didn't plan it, but I didn't. It's almost like I kind of opened it as something to do when there's nothing to do. Okay. If you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is a gap in the market. I've got this small unit. Let's kind of do something with it. I just... it. It initially, st- like, nailed it wasn't, like, pink and flowery and all that from the beginning. At the beginning, it was actually really white and oh. red. Um, yeah, random. Right. So, like, really clinical. Everything was white. Like, the chairs, the pedicure chairs, the bowls, the reception desk. Like, and then you had, like, these girls in this, like, bright red Louboutin uniform. It was quite random. And then one day, I was just like, this is just not working for me. Like, it needs to be girly. Like, you need... You need girls to go in and be like, oh, this is cute. Like, you want to bring your daughter. Yeah. You want to bring your mom. Mm-hmm. So we kind of transitioned then and we started getting a little bit more grey, more pink. Then we added the trees. About three years ago, we added the trees and then we added, like, more floral displays about two years ago. Yeah. And then with the 
most recent salons, we added like the Instagram spots. So we had the bathtub in Marleybone, which was yeah. like the launch, which which had the highest kind of hits on, on the internet because it was kind of random. It was a bathtub in the middle of a nail shop. People loved it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the phone box as well. The phone yeah. box, so iconic. Because we keep it quite British. We are a British brand. Mm-hmm. We, we classify ourselves like a proper nail bar. So yeah. um, we're, we're quite proud to be British. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what sells us around the world. And I, I think when people come to London, you know, wherever you go in the world, you want to see their kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And I think they they buy into into the fact that we are we are we are English. Um and then in in our franchise, our latest franchise is in LA, we've got a really beautiful kind of um tree with a traditional English phone box. Oh wow. And it's got love letters pouring out of it and a swing. And then we have Amazing. a fan that blows your hair, very JLo vibes. And I remember that your launch was, I mean, let's not get into the drama, but Chloe Kardashian came to the launch yes. of the new nail bar in LA. And that was like the day after, after yeah. the Tristan situation. Yeah. And what I thought, one, was Chloe, you're an actual boss, like, babe. Yeah. Like, some people will be crying in their bed. She won't She's cry. like, she was, I'm on job. Yeah, she's like, I'm getting paid. Yeah. Like, and I also felt like it was actually ex- even extra promo because you didn't, yeah. obviously, you, did, you couldn't plan for that to happen. I think, like, people... People kind of want to see people down, but I think now we're in a world where girls support girls. Oh, yeah. So I think everyone's kind of clapping for her. I was like, whatever. I was happy to see her out and about. Like, do you? Get your money. Find a new one. Yeah, well, definitely when you're ready. Yes, (laughs) I'm here for that. Okay, so I'm going to do this section. We have it. It's called the ice breaker, but we call it the ice shaker. And I'm going to ask you some questions that might rattle you. Okay. Just just a little bit, just a little bit. (laughs) So tell us something that you do that no one knows that you do. Wow. What do I do that no one knows that I do? Like a secret. We want to get deep and personal. Well, I do I do rap in the morning when I do my makeup. Yeah. Gangster rap, Drake. Yeah. As you're doing it, you're like Yeah. Yeah. Do you, well, do you want to give us some lyrics? No, hell a, no. Okay, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be rapping for us on Court of no, Guard podcast. But I do in the morning, if especially like if I've got a long day ahead of me and I feel like a little bit down, I'm just mm-hmm. like, I need a hype man. And I find Drake's my hype man. Oh, and imagine. Like, yeah, put my money in the grave and all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got a little lyric. We got a little lyric. Okay, but I, just I love that. I feel like that. sometimes you need, you need something that's going to like get you in the mood. Get you, yeah, I totally know what you mean. Like get your energy up and get yeah. you ready for the day because I'm sure your days are kind of crazy. Yeah, because they are. Like I've got a little girl, so my mornings start quite early, so as, as you know. Yeah. What time so, are you up? Uh, depends. If Sophia's in a good mood, eight. And if she's in a, like, I want to watch Peppa Pig at 6 a.m., 6 a.m. 6 a.m., yeah. yeah so. We've got, your daughter's three. We went to your, um, her third birthday, birthday wasn't yeah. it? It was actually this most amazing frozen, just, I've got, got to call it like an atmosphere. It was, it was so good. It? I loved the it. The ship was cool. Yeah. Grace was scared of the... Uh, of the bubble the, guy? No, of the... Of Olav. Okay. Because so he was, was just... Too, he was too big. He yeah, was just yeah. some big Olav, some big guy. They need to think of ways yeah. to do mascots with like little yeah, people. Yeah, just get children in yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, but it was an amazing party. So I know I'm what glad. it's like having a three-year-old and like being on a hustle as well. Because I also want girls to know like, you can do both. Like you, you can, can be out here being fabulous in Fendi, running a business <laughs> and also have a baby. Yeah, you can, you can. Yeah. I think, I think in the world now you can like, yeah. but you also do need support. I think when people really struggle is if you're 
let's say you're on your own. And mm-hmm. when I say on your own, I don't mean you're on your, you're a single mom because you don't have a partner, yeah. but you have your mom, your dad, your sisters, your cousins. Support systems. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Once you have that kind of support system, I don't classify you on your own. I think yeah. it's difficult when you're on your own, on your mm-hmm, own. Mm-hmm. Then, you, you know, you haven't got someone to look after your kid or whatever. And then it's a little bit more of a struggle. But I am quite lucky. I've got a sister and my mom and, you know, I'm married and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, I do have a support system, but I am very, um, do it for you. Like, yeah. I, I'm in big support of that. I don't think anything should should stop girls for doing it for themselves. No, 100%. Okay, and then if you could only wear one outfit for the rest of your life, what would it be? Okay, so it would be so Kate shoes, even though they're the worst to walk in. It's so uncomfortable. But don't they look good in a picture? Yeah, but then you can't move. I know, my husband says that. He's like, no one's looking at your shoes. Everyone's looking at your miserable face because like, <laughs> you can't walk in those shoes. <laughs> yes. But it's so true. That should be a tweetable. Everyone's looking at your miserable face, not your shoes. For the th- first 30 minutes, you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling myself. And then after that, you're like, oh, I just want to kill myself. Give me yeah. sides, yeah. Um, and then I'd probably have like a midi. I, I love a midi dress. Okay. A tight midi and a Balmain blazer. I always have one of these blazers. Oh, yeah, on. she's got one on today. Yeah. We've got matching. Yeah, they're my, they're they're, we, we love these. Have we? you got them in like every colour? Not every colour, but a, a fair. Have you got the, like the baby blue and the baby pink? Yeah, I've got the baby pink because that's proper nailed it. Yeah, it really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, that was it? in my promo like pictures on uh, my website, like arms crossed, like bossy. I feel like you're really into branding and like how stuff looks, but probably because you were into merchandising. Yeah, um, I'm quite into branding and I believe in the strength of the brand. So, I think we live in a world where people buy into brands and they kind of, I don't know, you feel more, I want to say even secure, like you trust the brand. So brands build themselves up and and you're going to trust in it. So I've, I've been a bit of a brand whore all my life though. Well, it's really worked because I feel like visually Nailed It is very well recognised as a a physical location to go and get your nails done. And actually, I think what's really interesting is that like so many of us, let's be real, like we'll go to our local, maybe Asian nail shop Mm -hmm. and like it's 20 pounds, you get an infill, you get an acrylic, you're not expecting too much. Much, yeah, yeah. But you know, you, you go in, you get it and you're out. Yeah, yeah. And you know what you're getting. So for you to kind of come in and like switch up what a lot of us do quite easily was quite interesting. Did you not feel like it was a bit of a risk? Majorly. The, ri- the risk is because, as you said, these kind of nail shops have devalued the game. So yeah. they've devalued nails. So nails was, before Nailed It, looked at as a very cheap treat. Mm-hmm. It was on every corner. As you said, 20 quid for an infill. Every- everybody could just could just have it done. But what the, the issue was, is you wasn't getting quality. You yes. were getting something very, to just look good on a surface. Mm-hmm. So that's what we wanted to change, you know, you get what you pay for in in any aspect of life, in a restaurant or a, a, a blazer or whatever. You buy a blazer for 20 quid, you buy a blazer for 200 quid. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. The, the craftsmanship, the material, whatever. Yeah. Um, and the initial year of building up Nailed It, we had to brainwash people into mm-hmm. seeing it. Like, not brainwash, but like make them remember there's more to nails than just like you. I went to many, many nail shops and every nail would be different. And you would be at fault. Mm-hmm. Always you'd go, oh, this one's like bent. And she'd be like, no, your nail's like that. And you're like, no, no, no. Like It's the way you've done it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like, this one isn't painted properly. Yeah, but you were moving. And it would always be an excuse. But as you said, your expectations are so little. Mm-hmm. That you just kind of shut your shoulder kind of like, whatever. Whatever, I paid 20 quid. And I, I didn't want girls to feel like that. I'd rather you spend 40 quid mm-hmm. and they last you 
eight weeks mm. and you're loving them and you're showing them to all your friends and you're talking with your hands because you want all your friends to see your nails, mm-hmm. then spend 20 quid and you're like, oh, they're just going to look good for tonight. Don't worry, I'll get them done again. Because you're yeah. just getting them redone and redone. And what they want you to do is they want you to come more often. Mm-hmm. So initially you're only parting with 20 pounds, but you're parting 20 pounds every six days. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Instead of I mean, pounds. only if you're really that fancy. Yeah, but, <laughs> like but, you really care like, to keep if it you're up, on it. Yeah, get it. Um, and the products that are used, the the way the girls are trained and stuff like that. You know, there's. I'm not classifying everybody the same. I'm not saying that we're the best in the world, but we we do pride ourselves. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm very very um, on people's backs of like people need to leave happy, and I'm mm-hmm. very emotionally attached to my brand for sure. And I think that's so essential to actually have a brand that has longevity. Is when you really see that a founder cares about what a customer is going to yeah. get at the end of the day which is why again you have nine stores yeah. you're in dubai as well or you're not yet we're dubai? going to so we okay. sold a franchise in dubai and qatar oh i don't know if we're talking about this late, later because i want to ask you about your franchising model tell okay. me a bit about your franchising because i don't think people are that aware of that as a business model i think the younger generation aren't aware of that being a business model yeah Parents and adults, they always used to talk about franchising. I have a friend who owns like coffee shop franchises. Um, But tell me how you came about doing that and thinking that that would be a good way for you to build your business further. Yeah. So when when I started opening more than, you know, one or two or three, it's very difficult to spread yourselves amongst Mm -hmm. the stores and be have that kind of presence. Obviously, when I had one salon and I was there all the time, I'm kind of on top of the ball. I only had eight girls working for me. It's a lot easier to, to it manage. It's a lot of girls to manage. Yeah, well, it is. But now I have like 36. So so it's a lot of girls. Um, and that's not including like head office, PAs and things like that. So it's a, it's a lot of girls. And when you're spreading yourself thin, it's going to happen. It's not, you can't have that same quality control. Mm-hmm. So we kind of reached a number of, of, of salons because I do it with my sister. She jumped on board on my second salon. She kind of left her career in finance. She was, was an like, accountant, right? Yeah, yeah, she shout, was an accountant. Shout out to the accountants out yeah. there. That's what I used to <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to be in accounting and finance. Yeah, so yeah. She, she was, you know, she was great at it. She made really good money in it, but she was like, I have no love for it. I mm-hmm. don't enjoy going to work. And and I think that's, that's something that, you know, no one's really going to, love love their job but you need a little bit of something that, yeah, that's gonna sure. drive like give you drive and happiness so when she kind of got on board we kind of sat down had a had a meeting and we said we're not interested in investors we do get a lot of a lot of people trying to buy us out and uh you know want to buy the brand and and this is something I've never really been interested because in, this is a long a long-term plan for mm-hmm. me um so what we wanted to do is we wanted to franchise so it's a way of us growing internationally but selling an individual salon to somebody that's going to love that salon the way I love nailed it here. Yeah. So our first franchisee was um, Noon, which is um, this is a girl in LA. So she bought into into nailed it. And she she got the most amazing space in Glendale. Yeah, I know uh, Glendale really well. I love Glen- in Glendale. In the Americana, have you been to that mall? Oh uh, yeah, I've been to yeah. the mall as well. So I love the area to- though. It's such a nice like yeah yummy mummy area, and it's very Armenian as well. Yeah, community is very kind of clicky and uh, loyal and they support each other so the fact that she's Armenian and everyone there is I mean they kind of support that wow there's a lot of women um quite a wealthy area I'd say mm-hmm. so probably quite similar to kind of Barnes or Richmond yeah Richmond exactly here. do you see what I mean yeah um and then again she gets a lot a lot of influences a lot of makeup artists so we've had um we actually working with uh Chad 
who does the nails for all the Kardashians. So oh, he's wow. in our salon now. Wow. So he works from there. So it's great. And then we've done um, Ariel, which is Kylie's makeup artist. Yeah, came I know in. Him. Yeah. Um, and then we do the guy that does the hair, uh, Tokyo. Yeah, no Tokyo. Yeah. So we've only been open two months and already like high influencers are coming through and they're enjoying it and they're taking pictures and, and they're like, wow, this is great. So, so that's kind of great for us. So that's where we're kind of heading with the franchise. We, you know, the, the amount of inquiries we get to what we sell is very different because people, we don't want to sell to someone that just wants to buy it to say that they're part of it. We mm-hmm. want to sell it to someone that's actually going to love it and be proud that they own it and go in and care when someone complains or care when someone gives them advice. So, yeah. so that's the key to us. And, and we're very girl feminist girl bosses um, yeah but you might sell a franchise to of course a guy and we're not going to get into franchising because it's not we don't have enough time for that but it's basically a model where someone buys a brand from you or they buy yeah. almost like a license to a the license name a trade does the name to yeah. the name and then but they invest in this space themselves and then i think it's like a revenue share but, yeah you know google search franchising at yeah. some point in time maybe one day we'll do a proper acumen on different business models um, on my channel. We'll see how it goes. Right, so I want to go into a section where we talk more about your growing up because I can clearly see you're very driven, you're very successful, you seem family-orientated, but let's go into it. So what was it like for you growing up and where did you grow up? So I was born in Bulgaria, so both my parents are Bulgarian and we came here when I was five. Mm. Um, More like opportunity, my dad said that it's kind of a dead-end road in Bulgaria, like, there's not much to grow mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a business here. So we came here. So I studied here. Just me and my sister. Could you speak English when you came? No. You see, right. This is the story I find from people who come from other countries. I don't know what it is about the immigrant story. Yeah. Like it's, there's something about immigrants. Like you come and you have to hustle like in a way that is very different <laughs> like the kids are coming here like your dad's like go to school and you're like but I can't even speak the language then I like, just go to school <laughs> like go to school you'll learn you're, you have to just learn Deep right end, yeah no you have to but I think when when you're younger yeah and you're you're super little it's so easy to pick yes. it up because it's just it's just the way it is when yeah. you're little when you're older and you're kind of set in your ways you've got your friends like my sister was six years older than me so she was like could she speak English no so she would have been no, no, uh, six, 10, 11. Uh, yeah, 11. That's even harder. Yeah, because when you're 11, you've kind of got your friends back home. Mm-hmm. So you're missing a lot. I was a baby, technically. Yeah, okay. So you, like, you kind of put me up to me here. Yeah. yeah. So it's different. Um, and then and then we came here and then I've always, you know, gone to school, whatever. I had my first job when I was 15. And I, my dad's a little bit more of a hustler than my mom. My mom's a little bit old school. So okay. she's kind of like... Cooking, had the house cleaning. unlocked. Yeah, yeah. But Which you know are, what? It's nice to have a mum who has the house unlocked. Yeah. Like it is a good thing and it really does make a difference for the children. Yeah. And also if a hubby's out working and you need someone who's yeah, got yeah. something in control, right? Of course, of course. Um, and then my dad was like, right, you're 15, so you can get a Saturday job. So option A is you get a Saturday job and I double your wages. Or option B is you don't have a job and you don't get any money from me. So I was like, oh, so I was like, this is great. So I got a little job. It was like 40 quid a day. He'd double it. I get 80 quid a day. I was wow. like, this is this is a great hustle. Yeah. But it makes you want to go to work. It, I think the key now is to kind of teach kids to negotiate, to mm-hmm. to have a business mind, to to want to make their own money. And I and I and I think I'll do that with Sophia. Yeah. Because I think there's like, you know, there's people that 
have kids at that kind of age and they're like, I don't want them to get a job. They can just no. do whatever. Listen, you need to work. As yeah. soon as you hit, once you're tall enough to like hit yeah. the dishes, you, you'll wash up. Like yeah, yeah, you do yeah. all the stuff. Work in the house, work out the house. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's that. great for them as, as, as people, boys yeah. or girls, it's irrelevant. Teach them a little hustle. Yeah. Because you never know, like life, life's hard. Like, for sh- listen, agreed. That's hard. And I think as well, some, some of us who didn't have that kind of, forced to do some more stuff. Yeah. We don't have maybe as much strength of character. We don't know how to actually work hard in the real world because we didn't have that foundation in the beginning. I think it yeah. really makes a huge difference for children. I had to start working from like 11, 12. I was doing like paper rounds and knocking on people's doors just because there was no money. So my mum said, if you want money, go out on work. But isn't it great though? Like- it was very illegal though. <laughs> I think it was very illegal for children because it was me and my sister like knocking on doors and we would work for a next door neighbor and he was just it was just child labor I think <laughs> but it's fine like it's I illegal. I appreciate it now um so yeah okay uh, what area did you grow up in Batsy Oh okay yeah, yeah. born and bred in Batsy mm-hmm. Oh not born, born and bred but well, yeah almost. yeah oh, yeah I grew so up I've in always Batsy been as well. really yeah yeah where I was born in do you know is Highview Primary School still there? Oh yeah, yeah. That was the primary school I went to, and I lived near Winstanley Estate. Okay. I don't know if you know. Yeah, it's so kind of bad. So solid crew yeah. from there, yeah. So I was around there, but I didn't live in Winstanley yeah. Estate. Um, but like about ten minutes down the road from it. So yeah, I spend a lot of my time. That's why I always call myself like a South London girl. Yeah, I'm for a South life. London girl. There's so many South London. Well, you're the second South London girl we have. Really? Oh no, and Emma is also from Streatham. So. Clearly, South, South Londoners yeah. for life. There's something in the water down Definitely. south that makes us like fantastic. Yeah, right? I agree. Okay, love that. Were you a creative child or were you academic? Creative, extremely not academic at all. Not academic at all. At all, at all. Low grades, high grades, average. Ab- oh, kind of average. My maths was better than my English. My spelling still is tragic. Like even when I post on Instagram, I don't spell check, and then oh, I've got I'm typos so and bad. But, you know, there, there is limits to my talents. Okay, but your maths was good. Yeah, my maths was good. Do you think that that was maybe because you came from somewhere else? Like, maybe. It might, might have made it hard to, like, process. Maybe I was it, just lazy. Well. <laughs> Let's just be real. Know yourself. It's, it's, it's good. I just used to enjoy drawing. I used to enjoy making stuff. Like, I had a little hustle of, like, making clothes and, like, stitching stuff on them and then, like, reselling them and stuff. So I've always been, like, arty. Like, if you said to me, I'll sit down and write a story, oh my God, kill me You don't now. want to do no, that. Really. Not involved. Not involved. I mean, some people will consider storytelling creative, but there's so many different forms of creativity, yeah. isn't it? And what's funny is you mentioned that you'd stitch up stuff and sell. I feel like there are people who have this like hustler mentality from when they're really young. So they're selling stuff. So yeah. I would do playground hair. And I would like braid people's hair and get five pounds. Like no way. Time. That's what that was my that hustle. That was your hustle. Like when I was super, super young. I'm sure I sold some of my mum's makeup or something. Like, yeah, yeah. You well, you're, doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're and then your mum's like, "Where's clothing. that lipstick?" You're like, "I don't know." Uh, it left the building. <laughs> so um, I think it's almost a trait you see in people quite young um, who go on to then build more stuff. Yeah, definitely. What did your parents do? So you said your mum was So my mum's a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. And then my dad was actually in wine. So he was like a wine trader. Yeah. Really? Mm, Bulgarian mm. wine. I've heard about Bulgarian wine. Yeah, apparently it's good. I don't really drink wine though. Don't oh. I'm a pretty drink girl. So I like I like a like a mojito or a martini or henny and coke. 
is your dad upset by that? Like, yeah. you should be a wine connoisseur. Yeah, yeah. This whole, like, shaking of the glass thing. Yeah. Like, it looks great, but I just, I have never really oh, jumped on it. So do you think that coming from the background you've come from and experiencing the things you experience, what do you think it's taught you? Sometimes I feel people's stories do have to do with background and upbringing and all of this. And then sometimes I just think I'm a bit of an opportunist. Mm-hmm. So I think opportunity is kind of what taught me and life lessons of it, like, not necessarily because I'm foreign. Um, but I think... I've always liked nice things, right? I'm a, I'm, I'm a nice thing girl. Yes, yeah. I love this. Oh, can we talk about this? Yeah, I find we... that liking stuff is a really good dri- driver. Like if yeah. you're an expensive-ish, you like nice shoes and you like nice bags and nice cars, you're going to have to get money to do it. Yeah. But I also feel we're in a bit of a generation where people are going the wrong way of okay. getting money to get it. Right. Right. <laughs> talk about it, girl. Talk about it. Let me hear. Right. Listen. Women are powerful, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm in full support of that Beyonce kind of girls around the world, whatever. And I think we've kind of gotten a stage where girls are a little bit like, if you can't beat them, join them, right? Mm-hmm. And when I when I speak about that, we have to be very careful with, with how much we speak about this. But I think women need to drive themselves more to work for money. Yes. Um, in a, in a, in a kind of, in a hustle of a, of a business form mm-hmm. than hustling a guy. Agreed. Right. Um, and that is something that I do frown upon mm-hmm. and there's not much that I do frown upon. And I'm, I'm very supportive of anyone that's got a dream and wants to do something, but I'm not in support of that. For example, I always, always wanted a Birkin bag. Right. And it's one of those things that really, really overpriced. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and Hermes have nailed it with a way to make you want it. Right? Yeah, for sure. In the back of that stockroom, my friend, there is hundreds of Birkins, mm-hmm. but you go there, she's going to be like, Oh, we haven't got any. They're made for 15 hours in the south of France and yeah. these people are slaving to do this and the thread comes from here, whatever. And they sell you this dream. Yeah. But really sure. and truly there's hundreds of them. They're ridiculously overpriced. Mm-hmm. And when you see a girl holding one, you're thinking, oh my God, she's got back in, she's got back in, right? And it's all down to branding. That's mm-hmm. that's something that we spoke about earlier, right? If you buy that bag with money that you have worked hard for, yeah. that bag is going to be cherished like no tomorrow. You're mm-hmm. going to put it back in the packaging. You're going to wipe it down at night. When you bring it out, you're going to love it, right? I could tell you love your bag. Oh, I yeah. love my bag. But if you get that gifted by a male, mm-hmm. you're not going to cherish it like that because you're going right. to think another male is going to buy me that bag and another one and another one. Oh. You're always going to want more because you haven't worked for it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So... Without saying too much, I that that's something that I think this generation is a little bit upsetting. Yeah, I can understand that. In the same breath, I do feel like for some girls, like their hustle is being able to hustle a guy. guy. Like it's also a skill. Oh my so, god! And I so there's this thing right that I say that that some people are born with beauty, right? Yeah, and then they don't have brains, or, okay. or some have beauty and brains, but I find it rare. So if you have beauty and you have the ability to get what you need out of a guy. Like your job is to get it from them because you only have it for a very short window because life is very long and mm. eventually you get yeah, yeah, haggard yeah. and crusty. And, and they do replace like. Yeah, they do replace. So for some of them, that might be their their, their only form of ingenuity. Mm. And then for others who do not have the privilege of excess beauty, we need to think of alternative things because Excuse we can try. Me, we've got great beauty. Okay, yeah, but I mean, like you know, like, like yes, yeah, we've got great beauty, of course. But I know, but I know where you're going. With you know, this. I know on, where you're going. There's, with this. there's, 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 there's limits. There's limits. Like, wow, and then they like who are like, um, don't get twisted. Yeah. We're wow. We're wow inside and out. out. Yeah, but girls, you know, guys are just gonna 
drop dead for them, right? There are are some like that. Um, But then there are the rest of us who I say that we have to, I'm on the same thread as you, that we have to think of other ways to be um, But don't you feel great when you go, like let's say you go shopping and you like a pair of shoes Mm -hmm. and you're like, yeah, I'll take them, right? Could you imagine liking those shoes, trying them on, taking 10 pictures, a video, send them to your husband going, please, can I have them? Please, can I yeah, right. begging. Do you see yeah. what I mean? Dead. And then like, please. And then you think, oh, I've got work for this tonight. In yeah. whatever form you've got work for this, right? For these Working shoes. Girl. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I don't want the shoes. Would you sell I'll your pussy for foot. some shoes? Yeah, like, no, I'm not involved Like, no, all. it's not so true. Not even a little bit. Not even a little bit. I'm just no. buying the shoes and... I'm gone. I 100% totally agree. Listen, we're both married and stuff is different. My husband will buy me gifts all the time. He's very giving. He's very generous. It's a completely different thing. I'm talking about having a phone book of several different guys and you're like, can this one buy me this? Can this one buy me that? Well, this is like, this is a modern day phenomenon. And I know that like, it's something that we're seeing with like the younger girls kind of waiting for someone to give them something. And actually I had um, a model on and she did share this with me that some girls are in positions now that they, they, they don't have any money of their own. So they're having to, you know, do some certain things and be on certain trips and be hustled by promoters just to be able to live and, and like work well. And I'm like, you've got to have your own backup at some point in time. You need to protect yourself. And I think like those, you know, listen, there's, there's there's girls that do stuff like that for handbags and for shoes and stuff like that. And there's there's girls that do stuff like that and set up their lives. And that's not their long-term plan. Yeah. You know, they're, they're in, you know, let's say, for example, you're a photographer. Your dream is to be a photographer. You mm-hmm. meet a guy. Mm-hmm. And if you're dumb, you're going to ask him for a Birkin bag. If you're clever, you're going to ask him for camera. a camera. Yes. Do you see what I mean? A laptop, yes. a light, mm-hmm. things like that. Because, mm-hmm. you know... You're trying Hustle to hustle wisely. Yeah, yeah. Sugar baby wisely. Yeah. Like get the money and invest it. Don't just buy a bag. You can't Dumb. pay a mortgage with a bag. No. I tell people that all the time. Like bags and shoes, they can't, you can't They're eat great them. fun for now, but there's always something else you're going to want. Yes. Like as, as humans, we want more stuff. Like I buy my, my little girl Barbie. Tomorrow she's going to be like, where's Ken? Do you <laughs> well, see what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not, it's. Imagine have to dial up a guy and be like, I really need to get a Ken for the little one. Like, <laughs> well, listen, no. The hustle is real out there. Oh dear. So dear. sometimes we need to just thank God. Yeah, it's true. Like have your own. We're down for that. So um, how did studying fashion merchandising at university prepare you for where you are now? Didn't at all. Oh. Complete waste of time. Oh, I'm so, just going to be real. I'm not uh, going to no, sit here and lie. Do you know lie. why I like this? Because there's this debate about is university valuable or not? Right? Mm. And it does depend on what course you do. You felt like it yeah. didn't help you at all. Well, no, because I didn't do anything to do with merchandising now. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? And I did kind of use it as a social thing. So right. I was just like kind of socialising and doing Connecting what, with yeah, people. Yeah, connecting with people. And listen, there's only so much you can learn from a book or from a teacher. That 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 person's paid there to stand up in front of a classroom and teach you. You're only going to learn what you want to learn and, and the rest is in you, what God gave you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? If you're like, there's people that are going to sit there and, and write every word down and have a pen and paper and take it really seriously, mm-hmm. whatever... And then there's going to be people that are going to sit there and think, oh, you're talking a load of rubbish. Yeah. Like, I know better than you. There's so many different people. And I, and sometimes the person that thinks they're talking a lot of rubbish actually really succeed. And the person that spent the whole three years writing down the notes, don't whatever, do don't do anything. Yeah. So it happens I, I, a lot. Yeah, it does happen a lot. And I'm not saying don't go to school, guys. Like, go to school. You need to go to school. You need to educate your mind. But you're not going to learn so much from books. It's life experiences mm-hmm. that teach you stuff like day-to-day interaction, 
knowledge, things like that, that teach people what they what they need yeah. to know. And bearing in mind that university is so expensive nowadays, it's a risky way so to expensive. waste your money. But I'm so for education. You know, I did the accounting and finance. And actually I started studying international fashion marketing yeah. when I first went to uni. And then I was like, this is a waste of money. This is a dead course. It's not going to do anything for me. And then I switched to accounting because I wanted something a bit more practical that I could use in life. And I like money. And then I really found it valuable, but never, ever, ever applied anything that I learned in accounting to any of the careers that I had. But I do feel like there's certain skills that I picked up that I use till today. Yeah. Like I know how to use Excel like a whiz, right? A lot of people don't know how to, you know, do a simple pivot table. Some people be like, what is a pivot table? Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so me knowing how to balance numbers, I've learned from the course that I did, but I did a practical course. If you're doing something that's very general, like I talk about like media and all those kind of stuff, I'm a bit like, oh, please don't do that as a course. Yeah. You can get that practical yeah. experience outside. But after you left merchandising, oh no, you went straight into... Um, work. W- uh, work. Working yeah. for yourself, basically. Yeah. Okay. But it's just, it's, it's completely different. Like, you know when you ask young children, like, what do you want to be? Mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people end up being what they think they wanted to be. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't even know what I would have said then. No. No, I feel as well that with life, it kind of goes through peaks and troughs. You can be someone different every five or 10 years if you want yeah, to be. Yeah. Like if you want or to be day a new day. Yeah, you can wake be. Up and I'm not tolerating this no more. And yeah. then, do you know what I mean? Or or whatever. And I think then I I, I was really into like making clothes. Mm-hmm. But like I didn't have the patience for pattern cutting. That's why I left my first um, first course, like with international fashion marketing, I was like, I hate this like process of making stuff like this pattern cutting and cutting this fabric up. Well, I'm going to tell you guys a secret now. Tell, okay, tell us the I've secret. I've never told anyone this. We I'm need to know. I'm going to tell you the secret, right? So basically when you finish your, your end of year course, yeah, mm-hmm. you do a fashion show, right? Of like two final garments, right? So right. You, you spend the first three years learning how to pattern cut, how to merchandise, how to draw on a computer, blah, blah, blah. And then they judge you at the end on these final two things. So mm-hmm. you draw up whatever it may be, like let's say two denim dresses, whatever. I done these bright green, like crop top and shorts and a dress with these long sleeves with butterflies all over and whatever it was the most horrific thing. But at the time I thought it was <laughs> Sounds great. very Mariah Carey. Right. Yeah. With the butterflies. So the problem is, well not the problem, the 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 silly thing of the of the university is they let you make them in your own time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to make waste my own time making them. So I went to Peckham to this dressmaker and I gave her my drawings and the material and I said to her, make these dresses for me and I'll pay you. So she made the dresses. So I went to uni the next day when my teacher walked in, I was sewing on the butterflies onto these dresses I'd made the night before. Oh my gosh, you finessed the teacher. So I passed with like flying colors. I think I actually won like, <laughs> like the best of the best. It's make it till it. you make it. And no, it's called ingenuity. Listen, so why are you wasting when your time? I went, as, why, why? This, this is a prime example of work smart, not hard. Amen. I love this. I love you this. See? It was like 40 quid or something as well. It wasn't even like I had to part with a grand. Yeah. It was like 40 quid. Some woman just, <laughs> she was like, I'll stitch it up quickly. It's fine. It was you can treat. go shopping with your Birkin. I know. And, and and I remember the teacher, she was like, this is really well done. You've done really well. You've, you, you've really put in the work out that I know, miss, right? 
But in in reality, for every fashion house, D, Mr. Dior himself was no, not sewing. No, right? You Thank get you. ateliers to actually do the sewing for you. Thank you for and justifying that is my what, cheating. Well, that not because it's not cheating. It's just thinking smart. Like mm. if you can pay someone to do it, who's more skilled at sewing exactly. than you, why would you be there making with, with mistakes? One, like, short arm and one long arm. No, what's and embarrassing the point? Myself no, in front of my mom. Of course not. My mom was proud. She was like front row. Like yeah, yeah. that's my girl. <laughs> I love that. That is called The Real Hustle. Okay. That should right. be another show, The Real Hustle. The Real Hustle. Listen, how to cheat. No, it's not, it's not, it's cheating. not cheating. We need it's to come up smart. with another word for it. That, working smart. Yeah. yeah. Efficiency. Knowledge. Like, why mow your lawn yourself when you could be doing something Exactly. Else? And you're, you're giving someone a job. Yeah. You see? I gave Opportunity. her a job. Yeah. I love that. Now she can say she made the final garments for Donna from Nailed It. You see? She can say it. I love it. I love it. I'm fancy. (laughs) All right. So I want us to chat a little bit more businessy for a little bit. And then I really want to go into some of the personal sides about you. Because I was saying that I feel like you're like hard on the outside, but like really, really soft on the inside. So I'm going to like try and get into that gooey center of you. But um, obviously you use a lot of social media for building your business. Um, how How has Instagram really influenced and helped you do that? I thought Instagram was quite a good platform before, like before that, what did people really used to do? Used to flyer, pay for advertisement in magazines. And and we don't really look at that. Someone puts a flyer on your car. It's more frustrating than something to look at. You're kind of like throw it off or yeah. you get junk mail. On the Nowadays or whatever. anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I felt it was quite a good platform and we really utilized on that by inviting girls in because you know, you invite them in for an experience They're they're getting something. You've got to understand that we are quite expensive. Mm-hmm. So as much as we target every woman, mm-hmm. we're not we're not accessible to every woman every week. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So a mani pedi gel with two takeoffs is a hundred pounds with us. Okay. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's a lot of money. Um, so when we invite influencers in, they're quite happy because they're like, let, let me see what this is actually about. Because mm-hmm. you know, not everybody wants to spend that money, but they still want the experience. Mm-hmm. So that kind of really helped us because we're kind of gifting it to them. Yeah. Um, and they were gifting us with with supporting us. And mm-hmm. that's something that I'm so thankful to to a majority of influencers, bloggers, including yourself, for believing in us mm-hmm. and coming and you know, also being quite real with me. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. the common as they say. Donna, you know what? This was great, but however, this wasn't. Mm-hmm. Do you still right. mean? And that's what I really love about mm-hmm. girls. Change that. You know, just because one person said it doesn't mean I'm going to change it, but I want to hear it. And that's the relationship I've built with girls that I've met through business. Be real with me. Because if you yeah. don't tell me, I'm not going to know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so so that's really, really helped me. And then, you know, people's followings, they know that you're not going to promote something that you don't actually like. For sure. Do you know what I mean? If, you, if, if, if my girl's done you a, a set of nails... You're not going to slander me, mm-hmm. but you're going to message me directly. You're going to say, Donna, you know what? This nail wasn't really shaped that well, blah, blah, blah. This wasn't really that good. We'd rectify it. You'd come again. And then when you're happy, you'll post about it. Yeah. Then then your following will be like, right, you know, Patricia Spin, she loves it. She said this, this, and this was great. Yeah. I'm going to give it a go. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that's what I love. I, I, I love that about girls supporting girls. Yeah. And even as an influencer, I have to be really, really careful about who are what or what I promote because there are times where I've mentioned a brand or I've gone for a service and then I know people that follow me go. Yeah. And then like, if they have a problem, they'll be like, you promoted this brand yeah. and something went wrong. And I almost feel so guilty in yeah. myself. Like I cannot risk like my rep 
on something that isn't going to be good for yeah. people. I even get emails like, even till now, when people have a problem with Fashion Nova, they CC me in an email that they sent to customer services. Like I work for Fashion yeah, Nova. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yes. I don't work for Fashion Nova. And all of this is, you yes. know, it's hu- we're human. It, yes. It, like clothes are made by humans. Nails are done by humans. There's you're, an element of I mean? error. Yes. You have to allow say error. But I think that the key is with people that when they're not happy is to not slander, to not review, to not spread the word. It's just to contact the company directly and just say, yeah. you know what, this dress, the zip done. If they then decide, well, tough luck, then you have every right to be, you mm-hmm. know, unhappy or whatever. But if they rectify it, they've understood that they've made a mistake and they've, and they've changed it. Move on. Do you think that branding and social media is essential for any brand that's coming out nowadays? Yes. I think, I think you know what? So Social media can be used in a, in a really smart way and you have to keep people um, entertained with the way you post. You know, if, if our page was just nails after nails after nails after nails, people are not going to be interested in it because there's only so many pictures of nails that you want. Mm-hmm. So I, I try and keep, you know, the interior of the shop or videos of my personal life a little bit. So I, I've i only personally come on Instagram in March this year. Yeah. So before that, I never, I never had any social media. Let's talk about this. Why? So I feel like you were like the secret face behind yeah. Nail Um Even when I went in... I didn't know who you were or whatever. And you were so friendly and so warm. And we talked about our daughters like straight away. And it was like, oh, wow, there's a person. And that instantly made me feel like even more connected. Yeah. Whereas you didn't necessarily show that. Was there a reason why? Yeah. So initially I didn't, I find that I'm a little bit like Marmite. You either really like me or you Mm -hmm. don't. But then again, like as I've grown with the company, people say that I'm not really like that. I am actually quite likable and people do like the fact that I'm quite real. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't want people to base nailed it on me. So I yes. didn't want them to be like, oh, that's Donna's nail bar. I wanted it to be nailed it. Yeah. So I wanted you to look at it like that. But then I found that because it was growing so quickly, people thought it was a board of investors in suits that were men that own this brand. Mm. And it kind of upset me because I was like, no, it's not. It's me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's me, I'm a mum, like, I own this. Like, yeah. I, I built this. And I, I've also spoken to a couple of my friends, and I'm actually really good friends with Alex, who owns Alain, the the floral cafe. Okay. So our brands kind of complement each other quite well. And she said to me, you you really need to show your face. You really wow. need to show people that you're young, that you're a mum, that you started this your own, you're on your own. Like, girls love that. Yeah, girls they Girls would love do. to they kind do. of hear your story, you know, reach out to you. And I, and I started off like, you know, posting small bits and pieces or whatever. And I and I do get quite a lot of messages and I get really kind, kind messages sent to me that I inspire them or that I'm motivating and stuff like that. And I, and I think that's what I like about, about having social media. Before I was quite scared of it. I was like, oh, yeah. it just occupies your time. You it can do, be very yeah. scary though, like yeah. to put yourself out there. And I do want to encourage people to put themselves out there, but in a way that feels the most natural and yeah. right and honest to yourself versus trying to be like everybody Matching else. Someone, yeah, yeah, you can't do that. You just have to do you. And if you feel like you need to pull back at times, pull back. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I think, I think that's kind of what, why I, I showed my face. So I want to find out about failures, right? Have mm. you, one of my favorite sentences is fail fast. I love failure. Yeah. I say, feel the fear and do it anyway. That's like a quote from Suzanne Jeffers. I always feel like failure is what brings like, amazingness like afterwards have you had any failures what were they and what do you feel like you've learned from them I've had loads of failures so nailed it wasn't my first business as in business wise so 
when I done when I done styling, then my sister and her husband opened up a kiddies hairdressers. So okay. it was called Happy Faces. And I had these beautiful little cars that kids would sit in. It had like jungle book murals. We'd listen to Peppa Pig all day. Kids would come and sit in these cars, have their hair cut, whatever. So that was kind of the first business that we started. It, it done well, but it wasn't going to make us rich. It didn't right. open more more salons. It was kind of like we had two salons. They done all right. It it wasn't for us. I can't really say it was a failure, mm-hmm. but it was a lesson mm-hmm. because we kind of thought, mm, well, people are going to bring their kid here the first time, then they're just going to go to the hairdressers that they go with because it's an inconvenience mm. and a ch- like dragging a kid around London. You know what it's like. Yeah, it is an inconvenience. Sure. You just yeah. want it quick and done. Um, and then I had a little sweet shop. Um, yeah. yeah the random. Real, proper random. Yeah. Like jars and stuff. And that lasted about six months because people didn't want to give sweets to their kids in, in mass quantity. So they were coming in and buying like a pound's worth of sweets. And then I had a secondhand designer shop. So you'd buy designer stuff. Then you didn't want it. You'd bring it to me. I'd sell it for you. We'd go 50-50. And that was actually the first nailed it location because that wasn't making great money. But I still had a lease on that shop. Oh. So that's why I, I kind of open nailed it because I was like, just it was an overnight thing. Yeah. Like I kind of spoke with my friend and I was like, this is just not working for me. Like we're not making no money. She was running the shop for me. I was doing styling in people's houses. It was just a mess. And I was, I was taking home like two grand a month. I could get that working in Harrods on a shop floor without yeah. worrying, like mm-hmm. stress free. And I was like, we're going to turn this into a nail shop. She was like, when? I was like, tomorrow. She was like, what do you mean tomorrow? Do you know what? This is the definition of the pivot, like where you have to see something isn't quite working and you just go switch. You don't have to do everything and be suffering for like 10 years. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, in September and October. Like, I think the British nation don't take risk. Like, as as, like humans here, they don't like risk. No, no. I love that. And I think sometimes you just need to take risks. So we literally like packed up everyone's shit. Called them the next day, we're like, you need to come get your stuff because we're closing on Friday. And then the following Monday, we'd repainted it, put the pedicure chairs in, started employing people. Like, it was deep. Yeah. I think you're kind of crazy, but I kind of love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I think I am too. Because sometimes you just got to do stuff that's Because it could have gone terribly wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It could have, but then look at it today. You see? I find that absolutely hilarious, but usually it takes some kind of intense moves to make something happen. And bearing in mind, you did the kiddies shop, the then the, the sweet shop. Now we're selling bags. Now we're doing nails. Yeah. Okay. But along the journey, all of it was a learning. Because a lot of people would have done the kiddies thing and gone, oh, forget it. I'm just going to get a job with someone else. Do you know what, do you know what I mean? And just given up. It was just never an and, option for you. You know, you just can't, you, I, I just, I think if you've got it in you, you're not going to give up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And what kind of challenges have you faced along the way? Like, give me a big challenge. That might be, you know, not embarrassing, but I know that things, business is hard. You must have had some kind of challenge. Business is hard. And especially when you, when you're, when you own a brand and, and like, you've got to think everything comes from me. So the decor, the design, the service names, the polishes we use, like everything is me. So Mm -hmm. I don't have like anyone that works with me that designs the layouts or whatever. So I'm very emotionally attached and and I take it very personally. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning, I used to really struggle with complaints. Like I used to get really arsy and like really get my shoulders up if someone would complain because I'd be like, why are you complaining? (laughs) Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And I couldn't understand why people were complaining. I couldn't understand how to deal with it because the best way to say it is I was emotionally attached to it. I treated it like it was my baby. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of understanding that, you're dealing with the general public. Mm-hmm. Not everyone is your person. That's why, like, you don't have a million friends. You probably mm-hmm. have, like, 
a handful of friends that you generally get along with and they're your people. Yes. Do you yeah. see what I mean? Then you have another five that are okay. Then you have another five that you'd say hi in the street. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Not every person, like, you know, we have a mad footfall. Like mm-hmm. each salon probably gets 150 people a day. And I mm. can't, every person's not going to like me. Every yeah. person's not going to like that manicure. Every person's not going to be happy with the colour. Yeah. And I struggled sure. with that. So I had to really like step back and I don't deal with any complaints. Like even if I'm in the salon okay, and someone wants to complain about something, they go to the manager. If the manager can't deal, deal with it, then they come to me because it's just, that's my weakness. I can't deal with it. Okay. So rather I mean? than learning to like say, right, I've got to learn to accept it. You realise <laughs> I need to put a, a barrier yeah. up against me because it doesn't work for me. That, yeah, that, some things are not for everybody. Yeah, no, and I agree. People work in customer service. Can you imagine all day answering a phone? For example, let's say Harrods head office customer service and every person is complaining. Yeah. I'd want to kill myself. But there's people yeah. that are really calm. And, and they can handle like, it. Don't worry, madam. You know? Like, I had to do this actually in my business where I've actually got two layers now but between me and some clients. Yeah. Because I realised I just can't take this back and yeah. forth. It's a, it was affecting me. Yeah. So I said, you know what? No. Irini is on our team. I was like, you come in because she's calm. My sister Maureen, they're calm. They can handle it. Like, be all sweet, girl. Me? Yeah. I would re- respond with no, yeah, like, and I'm a keyboard warrior, and then I want to be rude. And, yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's like, and you it's know just, what? You have to know your weakness. You, it's you're true. never gonna, you know. There's certain things in life you can change, and there's certain things that you have to accept about yourself and other people. Do you mm-hmm. see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. know what it's like in a marriage. Yes, right? you love your husband 99.9, percent but that one percent. I say 98 percent because yeah, sometimes maybe 89. He's he's a bit jarring. Maybe 72, maybe 45. <laughs> I don't know, but like, do you know what I mean? It yeah. all depends on what day it is. But you have to understand that certain things that you don't like about him or your friends or whatever can change. But mm-hmm. certain things, that's him. That's her. It's true. Do you see yeah. what I mean? Agreed. And I just had to understand that for myself and just be like, you know what? Someone needs to be employed for this. And it's great. Now mm-hmm. it's great. Like, I don't even know if people complain sometimes. <laughs> Do you see what I mean? You're in your happy Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, as far as I'm concerned, we're, we're a complaint-free zone. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so let's get into your personal life. I want to know what your daily routine looks like. So you have a daughter. Yeah. You you run the business day to day, but not really because you've installed a really good team. Yeah, now, yeah. Yeah. So until about a year, a year, like about a year now, I've I've really stepped back and so has my sister. So we have a really good team. We have managers. We have really good staff. A lot of the staff that are my original staff that mm-hmm. started the company with me and they, you know, I can go away and leave them and I know they know your business. They're not going to turn people away. They're going to work hard. You know what I mean? And, you know, you, there's people that have come and left that are just not right for the brand. Um, So that's allowed me to to step back and have a little bit of a, of a personal life mm-hmm. and spend more time on, on the franchising. Franchising requires a lot of attention. So you've got to think like our franchise is all the way in LA. Mm-hmm. She, she needs our assistance. The time difference is different. So I need to, you know, allowed time for that, then Qatar, then Dubai, and then all of the other ones that are coming. But I get up in the morning, I sort Sophia out, she goes to nursery. So she is in full-time nursery, but it's great. So I'm really happy with that choice. Um, I did have an option for to have like a nanny look after or my mum, mm-hmm. but I just felt that she needed other kids and I felt that she's grown so much. Yeah. It's mad. So sorry, you wake up, you take her to nursery. Yeah, so I take her to nursery, then yeah. I have to have coffee. Oh my God, I'm like an addict. Right. Yeah? So... An iced coffee. I can't drink hot coffee anymore. Oh, yeah. I don't know what's happened to me. So I have a coffee in the morning. Starbucks then, or yeah. private? Mm, like Starbucks. A little, okay. I think there's something in Starbucks, though. 
But that that can be debated off camera. Mm, I don't know. Maybe okay. like some kind of like addiction thing. But yeah, probably yeah. some sugar, then yeah. some spice, something. But it's good. Yeah, it, it does. It does what it needs to be done. So then I go and check. Northcote Road is my closest salon, and that's mm-hmm. my baby. That's my first one, and um, my friend manages that, so I like to have a little gossip with her in the morning. So oh, lovely. I'll go on my laptop. I'll check up on on all of the diaries, make sure that everything's moving smoothly. If anyone's phoned in sick, blah blah, blah things like that, and then I go through my emails. Um, once I've gone through my emails, um, then we kind of just check up on the salon and then that could be the end of my day. That could be 12 o'clock. It could be 11 o'clock. It could be 2 o'clock. The the life. I need to get there. But But I feel like you're quite organised though. That morning bit is structured. Yeah, you... And you've got to bang it out. Like, that's my saying. Like, you have to bang stuff out. I'm the most impatient person ever. Right. So, I... And I... I, Like, my tolerance is very low. Mm -hmm. So, like, to work with me... You have to be on it. Like, okay. Don't ask yes. me dumb questions because I can't deal. I I just wait, hold on. Why can you relate? Can you relate? I have to just look at the rest of my crew when I go like I, I don't want any questions. I hate questions. I'm like, don't ask me a question. If I've answered this question once, I'm not answering it again. I Remember don't know why, why are we like this? I don't know. It's 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 not great. Well, you know, we'll change. But no. the girl they're used to me now. Yeah, of course. Or of course. I send that we have a group chat in the salon. Yeah. And if I'm in a bad mood, I just put bad mood group chat. Okay. And I like, come into the salon, no one speaks to me. I'm like, yeah, that's oh, great. Oh, I, I walk in and then I'll just look up and then Kayla, my best friend, be like, coffee, chocolate? I'm like, yeah, both yeah. <laughs> So you let your team know. I love that. Yeah, yeah. You have to. Yeah, it's true. Because at the beginning they couldn't understand me. They're like, you're you you know, you get really rude or you get really ratty. And I'm just like, this is me, babe. It's nothing oh, personal. Right, like, yeah. Everyone. But I, I think it's, a you, lot of apology texts yeah, yeah. I'm sorry that I was a bit I love you dearly. <laughs> Let's go yeah. for lunch. Yeah. But yeah, my days are like that. My days off, I do spend walking around shops. It doesn't mean I buy stuff. My husband's got to be watching this. I don't don't know if I believe you, to be honest with you. I don't always buy stuff. Is that from 12 onwards? It's like shopping. Or when I buy stuff, I hide the receipt. I take out the boxes. Yeah. And then I put the shoes in the cupboard. And then my husband's like, they're nice. I'm like, I've had this for ages. So you don't even pay attention to the shoes that I have. Do you know, I don't want girls to listen to this. They're going to love this. I think they're going to love this. Like, oh, run a business and then I go shopping for the day, the dream. And then you have to hide it. Yeah. Oh, my God. The abuse. Let's talk about it. So you're married. Yeah. I love that. How long mm. have you been married? I've been married for five years together for seven. Okay. How did you meet? Who is it? Oh, and I want to ask you, like, because th- there's this idea about, like, leveling up or a man having to be on the same level. But firstly get into you guys how you met what the situation is so we met unexpectedly through a through a mutual friend okay um he kind of just saw a picture of me i assume liked what he saw oh on instagram no on um facebook okay yeah this was facebook days um and then contacted a mutual friend he was like i really like her give her my number and i wasn't really interested in him in Mm -hmm. the beginning um he was cute but i don't know maybe i wasn't really looking for a guy okay but he he wooed me were you already running your brand by then? Uh, that was when I was at the stage of my designer clothes shop. So I hadn't okay. turned it to a nail shop yet. Yeah. But within like two months of meeting him, I was into the nailed it okay. stage. Okay, yeah. Um, and yeah, and then we went on a first date. It was kind of cute. And you know what? He was very persistent. You have to be persistent with me mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. you can just slip. Not just men. I just mean in general. Like, right. I'm, I'm someone that like, if you don't come across too interested, I'm not going to follow you up. It's not I'm not force. Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was very persistent and consistent and on it. And and then we kind of just started dating and then we moved in together. And then 
He done a really grand proposal, actually. Did he? Super grand. But it's not on the internet. No. Well, I don't know. No, it's not on the internet. Uh, but I can show you. Show me. Okay. Show me after. Show me after. Show me after. So I had Joe sing to me. Do you remember? Don't want to be a player no more. That's singing the worst. Yeah. In Novikov restaurant. <laughs> We're just sitting there dining. The two of us. Sitting there dining. And then Joe walks in singing. I don't want to be a player no more. Yeah. Is this, hold on. Is this a real life? Yeah. I am actually crying. And it's not on YouTube. No. Can we put but this I, on YouTube? No. Why? Because it's not for everybody. Oh, I love that. But it's for you. Right, I'll well, show you. Okay, I want to watch it. Okay, okay. It was super cute. And then his mic stopped working. So he had to sing to me directly. It was Acapella. Deep. Yeah, it was deep. And then I turned around. My husband was on one knee. and <sighs> Oh, God. Well, that was cute. So yeah. Oh god, like, I can imagine so many girls swooning right now, looking at their man and going, mm-hmm. <laughs> "Where's mm-hmm. Joe? Mm-hmm. I need Joe." Wow, that is interesting. Yeah. I love that. And then um, I'm presuming he works outside of the house. Yeah, yeah. So he's out of the house. He's office based. Okay. Um, every day. So he goes day. in. At, did he go in before you? Yeah, he goes in before me. So I do okay. the drop off to school. So he gets into work for about eight thirty, oh. and then he's home about five thirty. So does he do pick up? Uh, sometimes, yeah. So Thursdays and Fridays are his days to pick up. Okay. But Sophia really likes that. Right. Okay. It's a bit upsetting because why does she really like when I pick her up? She's like, Daddy's coming today. Yeah. Sometimes kids because she says like whatever that. she wants to do, and he'll do it. So she'll get picked up from school and she'll go, I want to go to the zoo. And he'll be like, okay, then. And they'll just go to the zoo. And I'm like, no, no, no this is not just on a, on a Thursday. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, just randomly. Yeah. That's so interesting. So do you have a really like structured life? So you like wake up, Sophia goes to nursery and you pick her up in the evening. You have to be back at a certain time to make sure you can pick her up. Yeah. Right. Or my mum helps me out. So okay. like we've got like date night or I've got stuff to do. How regularly do you have date night? Often. Right. Oh. Wait, hold on. We went for a stage of not having date night a lot, but recently more so, more so, I think. I haven't had a date. Well, I'm pregnant now. Probably we had too many yeah, date nights. Yeah, we could still have date night. Yeah. yeah we, we should not be having date nights. That's why you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Forget date night. Oh, oh dear. Uh, yeah, we don't do date nights as much as we should do. But I love this because it is so valuable when you have a partner who's also really supportive and like helps with a child. Yeah. Because like, it makes such a big difference, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. He's he's helpful and he's supportive, but you've got to understand that men, it's not necessarily they get intimidated, but it's just human nature. Mm. When the, you're with a partner and, and they're growing quite quickly, mm-hmm. um, it's it's a little bit, ran, not random, but weird for, for people to, to, as much as he's supportive, sometimes he's a bit like, it's a bit much, like, do you know what I mean? Yes. And, you know, he, he fears that there's going to be too many salons and, you know, on the odd occasion, I'll get recognised when we're out and stuff like that. So he he's he's quite a quite humble guy. Okay. So he's not really in the limelight. He doesn't really like that kind of kind of bit of life, which right. is quite good for me though, because you can't. Humble both guys be like are my that. favorite guy. That's yeah. my like definition of like a guy to choose. Like, I hate arrogant men. Yeah, the worst. The worst. In my opinion, I know yeah. some girls love extreme bravado, but. It's so off-putting to me. Personally. Like long-term, it's really off-putting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You could go on a date with America a couple of times and then move on. Yeah. But, but can you imagine spending the rest of your life with him? You'd just be eye-rolling. No. Okay, so he helps out a lot. Um, you're in a loving relationship. I love this. This is great. You have one child together. Now, what? and this is actually quite interesting so you obviously are running a really big business and you're quite successful do you ever find that there's a a 
tension between the two of you based on um, like your level of success? Or is he very comfortable in that? You know what? My wifey is doing what she does and I'm supportive. There is some tension sometimes. This Not can happen. Yeah, it, it can. And and people need to understand that. Yeah. You know, I can sit here and just paint a perfect picture and be like, no. oh, it's great. Every day is great. But that's in any aspect of life, even if you're both struggling, mm-hmm. right? Or you're both successful or one of you is struggling, one of you says, it's, it's just human nature. Yeah. Two people together all day, every day living together. His life is different. My life is different. You know, you, it's all about understanding and communication. I think that is the key. 100%. And I think sometimes people struggle to communicate. And if you've got no communication, then you might as well have nothing. Like yeah. love and trust and all that is secondary to communication, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, I agree. And so is it a case of you guys had to work out, you know, what the balance is? And I find that with me and my hubby, the tension comes around time and who's responsible for what. Yeah. So he if he needs to go off and do his own thing, but I've got to do something like, so who looks after the baby? Or yeah. who's going to make the, the, yeah. the meal at night? Or laundry hasn't been done. Who was responsible? It's so, it's so little, little things. It's little things that actually cause yeah. tensions. Yeah. It's, but I think that's normal. Yeah. Amazing. And do you think a girl needs to pick a guy at the same level as her? Level, what does level even mean, right? It could be emotional, it could be spiritual, it could be financial. Or do you think that it's okay for a couple to grow together? I think it's okay for people to grow together. And I think, you know, I can't necessarily say that um, people should be, you know, both people should earn a certain amount of money and everything should be 50-50. I'm I'm quite old school though, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, as in, there's certain things that I think a man should handle, right? Um, Obviously within reason, if he's got the financial back up to do it but there's certain things that i think you know it's a man it's a man's duty to provide mm-hmm. home or whatever um and then i just think you know if if girls can hold their own it's also good but yeah i don't know Right, so we have a section called Drop and Give Me 20. Okay. I'm going to give you some quick fire questions. Usually it's 20 questions, sometimes it's a bit less. We'll see. Okay. So let's go ahead and do oh, this. Oh, Lord. Early starts or late nights? Late nights. Champagne or coffee? Coffee. I thought you'd be like, I'm a champagne I hate girl. champagne. My husband always buys champagne. I'm like, it's fizzy and it's annoying and it bloats me. Oh, gosh. The most important person in your contact list? My sister. The most or my husband. Amazing. I don't know, Someone. D- d- delete Fat, the fan <laughs> the most famous person in your contact list famous uh, I know your contact list will have someone famous there okay I've got disclaimers on some of them uh Chloe Kardashian woo like on speed dial hey Chloe um success is to you a marathon or a sprint a marathon flowers or chocolate flowers Manny or Peddy Manny favorite nail shape um coffin Working hard or working smart? I know the answer. Working smart. That's my thing. (laughs) Yes. To be successful, you must... Be on time. The first thing you do when you wake up is... Look at Instagram. The hardest thing about starting a business is... Coming up with an idea. You relax by... Eating chocolate. (laughs) Love that. Learning or doing? Doing. A moment in life you could relive... My wedding day. I want to hear about this wedding day. Okay, we'll talk about it inside. <laughs> Your biggest inspiration is? Uh, women in business. The best holiday you had? Mm, Dubai. I'm a sucker for Dubai. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so what's in my wallet is another section that we have mm. where there's this thing that we do on YouTube called What's in My Bag. It gets a little bit personal. So we do like to talk about money on here because we're about women in business. We're about hustle. We're about like just being fantastic. And I think awareness of finance and the impact it has is very important. Um, it won't be too intense. Don't okay. worry. Um, so what do you, I feel like I already know some of the answers, <laughs> but what do you like to spend your money on? Experiences, things, people and um is there anything that you've really loved to to spend your money on i love gifting you know i get so much joy out giving someone a gift and they're really happy with it i don't right. know why it just brings me just so much happiness when they're like if something someone's really wanted something yeah and then you give them something like it was my sister's birthday i say she won this bangle that had like these moving charms on it whatever and she didn't think i was gonna get it and i got it and she was so happy she was uh. like oh my god i love it i love it like it was so much joy i wanted to buy 10 of them do you know what i mean yeah like, that, that's the kind of thing I like. I'm a sucker for shoes. Okay. But I used to be a lot bigger. You remember, right? When you first met me. Do you remember or no? Like a lot. Bigger. A lot, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 45 kilos. Oh, wow. That's okay. a good five and a half stone, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. You've lost five yeah. and a half. I don't ever remember you being really big. Maybe oh, you'd already was, started losing weight by maybe. then. Maybe. I don't know, but I was big. And anyway, the moral of the story is I couldn't fit into designer clothes. I had the oh, money for it, yeah. but I couldn't fit in, in, into it. So I'd have like a boohoo dress and then like really expensive shoes. So that's why right. I have a wardrobe of shoes now, but now I'm like starting to buy nice clothes, but oh. I'm a sucker for shoes. I'm a sucker for food too. Mm, I can tell. I can in tell. a restaurant, I'm not shy to order. <laughs> what do you like? A black cod? Uh, I do like a black cod. I love cod. a black cod. I like calamari though. I like oh, fried really? stuff. I like sushi. But my favorite like food is like lamb. I like lamb. Oh, lovely. Oh, I love that. Okay. How have your thoughts about money changed since you started making money? You've been making money for quite a while, but yeah. have your thoughts changed about it? Um, I, th- I think I spend a little bit smarter now and I save a lot more. I think when I was younger, I didn't save. Right. right? So it would come in this hand and out of that hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I do, I do save and I do invest. So once every salon makes a certain amount and we can open another salon, that's what we do. We just open another one, open another one. We'll never open another one and borrow money. So that's something that I've I've always aimed to like save mm-hmm. enough to open another one, another one. Mm-hmm. And so um, you lease each location, exactly. basically. So you have to kind of ensure that you've got enough of a a pot of money. Yeah, how exactly. Does it, how does leasing so you need a like location? Deposit. deposit. Need, kind of like renting a flat. So you need like three months deposit, three months up front. Then you need to make sure that you're making enough for like your rent, your yeah. um, business rates, your wages to kit it out. So yeah. it's, it's a lot. How do you calculate um, your projections? How would you know? At it? And maybe this might be your sister's question. Yeah. She probably is yeah, doing more, more of the that, projections. So, yeah. But you do have to kind of be aware that, right, I can estimate that this is going to, be able to cover the rent and the staff and whatever. Exactly. Was that something you had to learn how yeah, to yeah. do? So you go on the floor space, how many manicure chairs you can fit, how many pedicure chairs you can fit, how much staff you'd have. Mm-hmm. And then each girl can earn you this much at a busiest period. Mm-hmm. This is what we estimate at a deadest period. This okay. is what we need to make a day, a week, a year. Can we do it? I like this. This is quite, it's not simple, but it's a, a really good way of yeah. thinking of it. You go into a space, you look at how big it is, how many chairs can I fit, how many staff exactly. can I fit? What about how many customers will come into the space? Do you worry do you worry or think about that? Not necessarily, because okay. customers come to us, we're a destination. So we don't really rely on footfall. Right. Oh, I love mm. that. So, so you are thinking about the yeah. numbers quite intensely. Yeah, ma'am. But it isn't as complicated as some people might think. No, I think people complicate stuff a lot. 
Mm. And like, especially if you're wanting to borrow money from a bank, they ask for all this paper, a business plan, this, that, predictions, uh, a landlord pack, this. And people get put off by that because they're like, I, I don't know. I don't know all of this. So I think sometimes things are too complicated and people give up because they can't be bothered with that part. They're, they're yeah. artistic like me and they just want to do the arty stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? How have you found the process of building a business, especially when it comes to staff and that there, there are 36 people, did you say 38 yeah, yeah. people, who rely on you for wages? Yeah. How, what's that pressure like? A lot. Especially on dead, like August now is so dead because all of our locations are really affluent areas. Mm-hmm. All those people go away. On vacation. So if their kids are off school, like private schools, you've got to think, Patricia, off like 12 weeks. Yeah. Those people are gone. Wow. They're, they're having their mani-pedi at the beginning of July. You won't see them until the 1st of September. So yeah. those weeks there are dead. But however, it's very beneficial to my girls because they get to have a summer holiday. So right. a lot of jobs that you're in, especially like retail, a lot of the people from... Um, like Emiratis are all in the UK now. Okay. So Harrods, Selfridges, and that um, are, are you know doing really well. If yeah. you're in retail, you can't go on holiday now. They're not. Yeah. Gonna, they're not going to want you to go. They're going to want you to go in September. Yeah, for so sure. So that's something that the girls really enjoy because some of them even take a whole month off. They go back home. A lot of my girls are Bulgarian, like me. So they'll go back home for the whole month. And, mm-hmm. and that's something I think they're very thankful for. Yeah. And I think each business has like peaks and troughs. So for me, I'm like, no one can go away in December. I know. Unfortunately, I've told my yeah. team, like, we just can't because it's such a busy time no, yeah. for us. But there are times, summertime is actually quite quiet. So I'm like, yeah, have some more fun if you want to. It's right. I don't really let everyone go away a lot, but they love yeah, me but for it. it. <laughs> it's, it's part of the job. And exactly. people have to be understanding of that. Yeah, for you sure. You know, there's times that, you know it will be really busy and they'll have to like take a much shorter break right mm-hmm. but then in a month's time your whole day is a break yeah do you see know what I mean you're exactly. sitting around doing nothing and you still get paid and you still get to enjoy the, like life or whatever it's it's ups and downs and, mm-hmm. and I think you have to be understanding about that I think as a business owner as well you have to be really thoughtful of the people that work for you like I've almost got this thing of you have to pay them first yeah like just make sure that they're happy because if they're not you know, it actually messes up everything, everything for you. So I try and like, I have wages set aside for like a year to make sure if, even if stuff goes wrong, at least I've got them covered for a yeah, exactly. season of time. Exactly. Um, that's just, that's just my model anyway. Um, what was the first thing you bought or remember doing when you made your first extra cash? The Birkin. The Birkin. And that was quite recent, you know, that was like a year ago. Oh really? Yeah. Which one did you get? Um, a bright pink I neon. It, I knew it would be pink. Custom with like grey on the inside and like brushed gold hardware. Yeah. Barbie. Oh my gosh. Barbie. Very nailed it. I want to say on brand, but yeah. I've, yeah. That was like, that was the thing that I can say that I bought that was like, when you spend a lot of money on something that, that doesn't really have any value. I know it sounds really bad, but like, you know what I mean? Well, Birkins are investments. Yeah, because they are. actually they resell for more than you buy them for. Yeah. So I'd say that a Birkin bag is an investment. Yeah. And I do cherish it. I cherish it. I can tell. I can tell you like really excited. The yeah, smile I, in your face is like, <laughs> I was thinking Birkin. about wearing it today. I was like, shall I wear it? I was like, no, no. Oh, today. I wish you brought it. We have been like the Birkin. This is the famous bag. I but love yeah. that. Um, are you good or bad with money? Bad. Bad, I think. Okay, I love that you're honest yeah. about it. Like, Theo, my sister's much better. Like, she'll be like, Don't, we can't do this. We need to do this, blah, blah, blah. My husband as well. As I'm like, oh, let's go on a holiday. Let's just have fun. Live your best life. Yeah. This is not a dress rehearsal. And they're like, no, 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 no. This is real life. Like, it's not just your best life all day, oh every gosh. day. Yeah, I would be scared. But I feel like you know that even if you lost money, you can build it back if yeah. you're going to be an opportunist in yeah. life, literally. 
Um, and have the people around you changed since you started having success through your brand? They haven't changed. I've just met new people that I've mm. added on. But my core friends have always been the same, like, since I was young. Lovely. So I've kind of just, I have like four or five friends that like know my secrets and are really close to me and, you know, I really get along with. And then I've met other people that a lot along the way are my like new friends that we have different conversations with. We have mm-hmm. different understandings. But um, yeah, I haven't. I haven't really changed. I wouldn't say I don't have those friends and now I'm with a, with a new set. No, of course. Yeah. And have you ever had any like pressure when it comes to money from family or friends? No. No. Okay. No. I love that. Because your sister works with you. How yeah. has that been? I work with my sister yeah. as well. I find it quite good. People say don't mix business and business. No, I need my sister. Yeah. Like, and, and I know she's going to be a realist with me. Like, I know like sometimes mm-hmm. when I make dumb decisions, she's going to be like, that's dumb. Like, there's right. no filter. As yeah. like someone that's, works for you that's not family is going to be like oh yeah just like clap to your song do you see what I mean because yeah. they're not on on like that kind of level mm-hmm. um but yeah I love that other than yourself and your brand are you investing in anything um for now no but I have another idea that's going to be something that I'm going to look into in January so investing in ideas yes oh, I love that okay have you ever been broke Yes. Like, have you ever been like, well, there's zero in my bank, sh- like, no, shit, I'm broke. No, no, that's a lie. I can't, I can't say yes, no. No, but, I've always been, like, I don't come from a wealthy family. I come from a working family. Yeah. Um, And they're very supportive of me. And, like, my dad has always helped me if I need money, whatever. And I've al- always worked. Mm-hmm. I've never allowed myself to get to that stage. Where there's a zeros in the bank yeah. account, yeah. But then I've never, I haven't come from that kind of struggle background. Mm-hmm, so... Mm-hmm. I, I no. Okay. I mean, I I say that about myself. I've never been like at point zero just because I'm too scared to ever get all the way down there. If I see my numbers as low, I'm like, right, what eight jobs am I going to work yeah, to yeah, bring yeah. it back up? Because yeah. I just don't like the risk of associating with that. Curious question. My sister actually asked it. Okay. But um, who do you think should pay on the first date? Is that a trick question? Like, <laughs> obviously <laughs> the boy. Really? Oh, but, I th- but I think the boy should always pay. Wow, yeah. this is really militant. Oh my gosh. Well, Hannah, what do you mean? Every single You're- time. Amen. Unless well. it's like his birthday or something. Listen, it's food. <laughs> it's a basic human I'm right. Not- it's his birthday. <laughs> no, listen, my husband would get offended if I pulled out my wallet. Really? Yeah, okay, but, all right. That's the kind of, listen... If he's going to pay for dinner or whatever, I might buy him a gift. I'm not saying that I'm a taker, I'm a taker, you know, and I'm going to order the most expensive stuff. But, you know, you're going out for a meal. It's just a manly thing to do. Like, the waiter automatically brings the bill to the man, no? Not all the time, not nowadays. Do they bring it to you? Uh, Not not to me, because it clearly looks like that we're married. But sometimes you do see waiters being like, oh, who do I give it to? And also, like, there's so much online dating at this point in time that... Some of the guys are like 50-50. I had a no. I, who was telling me a horror story of a guy who, oh no, it was my friend Tamara. She was telling me about a guy who was like, oh my gosh, I've got, I want to take you out on a date. He was begging her, begging her, took her out on a date. And he's like, oh, um, this amazing place. They've got two for one on cocktails. Great. Yeah. As if it was something to be proud of. So, and she was like, okay. okay. Went out on this date. His friend or was his friend worked at the bar, so was able to give them a discount. As well and as then, the two for one. Yeah, two for one and a discount. So she said eventually the bill was like twelve pounds. And then he went six each to her. <laughs> Look at his face. And she was like, Yeah, sure, here's your six. 
The next day she said, I'm engaged. She never spoke to him ever again. And he had been begging her to go I'm on dead. a date. So there are some guys who like think that they're doing you a favour by like splitting the bill. No, I think splitting the bill is worse than like... I'd- if he suggested... Imagine getting your calculator out and being like, Don't. oh, Look, well, you got that drink. <laughs> and then, oh, it's cringe. No, that's the worst thing. If he suggested split the bill, I'm paying the whole bill and I'm bouncing. Like, I'll even pay for his taxi home. I'll be like, bye. <laughs> You're paying for his taxi? That is a disrespect. He should be ashamed of himself. <laughs> Why? Come on. you Listen, Ugh. like, if you can't afford the date, let's not go on the date. Yeah. Like, let's cook at your house or I something. I don't know, something. Or walk You're in the car. You're a grown-ass man. Why can't you afford a 12-pound 12, 12 bill? Where did they even go <laughs> for 12 pounds? Well, with the discounts and the two-for-one on cocktails. Oh, my God. And he still split it? Yeah. He did split- he pay on card? <laughs> or did he have the six-pound cash? He probably had it set aside. I don't know. I'm I don't dead. know the situation. I'm dead. But all I know is that it was Who a bit of a horror. Who is this guy? Can, it, can, can he horror, show his face? Horror story. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, modern day dating, it is changing. It is I'm changing. I'm involved. I'm so thankful that I don't have to go through that. But I do hear stories like you, though. It's mad. Yeah. But, well, I, I wouldn't be entirely here for it. But I don't mind, like, take it. I would treat my man and take of him on a I date. I treat my man. But overall, in general, I just think it's a man's thing. Yeah, I get it. I get it. All right, amazing. So I feel like we're going to wrap up. We'd love to have a takeaway. If there's anything you want to say or maybe a piece of advice you have to recommend to any of the girls and guys who are listening out there, I want to hear like a summary from you. A summary. Well, I met Richard Branson once and he said to me, if you are too emotionally attached to your business, Mm -hmm. you will never grow, right? Meaning if your business relies on you Mm -hmm. to make money, you can never grow because that is the only way you can make money is you. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. And from that, I learned that I had to let go and I had to employ people to manage salons Mm -hmm. and to, to let, teach them my knowledge and expect that for, for them to run that branch and that branch and that branch. And I think that was one thing that really allowed me to, to make changes and allow it to grow. And I think that's when it started growing because if it's, if you're expected there, Monday to Friday, 10 till 7. Every day, yeah. Do you see what I mean? And one day you don't feel well and you don't go in and your takings are half, you've got an issue because mm-hmm. you never want to open a second one, a third one, a fourth one. Wow. And I think with anyone that already has a business, not starting up and they want to grow, you need to trust people and you need to teach people your trait mm-hmm. to make them be able to run the business for you. Amazing. I love that. Well, thank you so thank much you. for coming on, Donna. I think you're absolutely amazing. South London girls out here killing it. And I just think that I love that you're very n- normal. Do you call it normal? No, you're glam normal, I'm right? Glam, you're glam normal. I'm realist. Right. And you're doing amazingly. And I think that stories like yours are the ones that people need to hear a lot more because it does give lots of inspiration. So you're inspiring a boss babe and we love it. Ah, oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Patricia. I appreciate it so much. No worries. Thank you so much for listening today. If you like the Caught Off Guard podcast, tell a friend to tell a friend about it. Please share the podcast on social media and let me know your thoughts on what was discussed using the hashtag Caught Off Guard Pod. I'd love to know what future guests you'd like me to interview and what topics you want me to cover. You can follow me on Instagram and YouTube. You can just Google me, Patricia Bright. And if you like what you've heard and you want to hear more, please don't forget to subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Please rate and review the podcast. I read all your comments and really appreciate your feedback and support. So 
until next time.